I'm Ted Harris. I'm the CEO of Balchem, and uh, really excited to be here uh, today. Uh, we're really here to talk about, I think, two things primarily. One is a new partnership that uh, has been formed between Balchem and BASF. And number two, the introduction of a new technology uh, for the, uh, the swine industry here in, uh, in North America. And I really wanted to start by talking a little bit about our two companies, introducing you to our two companies. Uh, you've probably heard of Balchem and BSF, but wanted to share a little bit more with you. Um, and then Mark is going to come up and uh, talk about some of the trends in the industry that really have led us to this point of uh, forming this partnership and introducing <coughs> this new technology uh, to the marketplace. And then Josh is going to come up uh, a little bit after that and talk about some of the specifics of the, uh, the technology. That, so that's the real show. Um, and we'll try to get that uh, to that uh, uh, pretty quickly. So just a little bit about uh, Balchem. Balchem is a multinational uh, company and we really are focused on both human and animal nutrition. That's our focus as a company. We, uh, we have about a thousand employees uh, internationally and we have plants all across this country and, and one in Europe and we actually have one here in, uh, in Iowa as, as well. Uh, most people know us uh, for the choline and mineral uh, chelates that we sell into the swine industry, but uh, we are the global leader in, uh, in choline chloride. And uh, that's really a, a big part of, uh, of the heart and soul of uh, Balchem. But we sell various products into the animal nutrition uh, world. In the monogastric uh, species, we sell uh, choline and chelated minerals. And then in the ruminant species, we sell uh, rumen-protected uh, amino acids, choline, and, and various uh, vitamins. Um, and, uh, you know, again, we're really focused both on, uh, on animal nutrition and, uh, and human nutrition. BSF, I'm sure you're even more familiar with BSF. BSF is the largest chemical company uh, in the world and from my perspective, the leader in uh, sustainability and sustainable solutions uh, within the, uh, the chemical industry and clearly as the largest chemical company in the world, uh, sell products and ingredients into pretty much every sector you can possibly imagine and across every country uh, across the, uh, the globe. And as I said, you know, really the leader in uh, sustainability and sustainable uh, solutions and an important part of uh, uh, this partnership. And very specifically, they are the global leader in formic acid. And uh, that's really what we're here to uh, talk about today. And uh, in November of last year, completed the construction of the only formic acid plant in the Americas. And uh, again, an important part of uh, why we're here today. But uh, it's not so much about the two companies as individual companies. It's more about the two companies coming together as uh, collaborators and, and together, uh, we combine strong market expertise, close customer relationships, superior technologies, and production uh, capabilities to form one uh, go-to-market strategy. And we are very confident that the result will improve animal health 
and efficiency, leading to increased profitability for the uh, uh, pork producer. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Mark, and uh, he's going to talk a little bit about the important trends in the industry that have led to this collaboration and the introduction of this new technology uh, to the marketplace. And I've got a really long, fancy introduction here for Mark um, that uh, I'm not going to go through all of it, but he is the Vice President of BSF Nutrition and Health in North America, has held uh, a lot of different roles uh, within uh, uh, BSF. Um, and I think, you know, most importantly, he, uh, he's really been the leading force behind this partnership and the introduction of this product into the, uh, the marketplace. So with that, I'll ask Mark to come up and tell you a little bit about those trends, okay? All right, thank you very much, Ted, and uh, really great to be here. I'm really excited again about this, uh, this collaboration between two great companies uh, to bring a new product uh, to the North American market. And what I would like to do is give you, as Ted said, some of the insights into the market trends that we see and what that means for the pork producer. Okay, so these are rather large mega trends, but I think they're very relevant for uh, the market we find ourselves in. Not going to go through all of them, but start with sustainability. So sustainability is really that equation around the resources we use and the resources that are available to us. And the clear trend, I think, is towards uh, balancing that equation. And what it means is doing more with less. And if we think about the pork producer, this means we need healthier animals, right? It means we need more productivity and we need more efficient feed. Okay, so those are the three trends that uh, result then from this uh, sustainability. Uh, if we think about a growing population, um, you know, particularly in the export markets uh, where the middle class is the fastest growing segment, um, what this means for the pork producer is we need more uh, and a higher quality uh, food protein, right? So more and higher quality pork. It also means we need safe food that we can transport to our customers both here in the U.S. Uh, and in, uh, in the export markets. If we think about the trend towards wellness or health and wellness, right, uh, and well-being, so for me, this is also a very clear trend that we see in the marketplace. And what this means is that there's an increased awareness uh, around you know, public health, right? And we have to take that and translate it into the pork industry, right? So we need to make sure that we have a very sustainable industry and that we can talk about that to meet the needs uh, of the market. So if we think about the, the different trends, we see that this is playing out in the regulatory field, right? So two major um, milestones coming up. One is the, the FISMA, so the, the, um, the Food Manufacturing and Safety Act, and also, or the Modern, Modernization and Safety Act, and then you also have the, uh, the, the Veterinarian Feed Directive. Uh, both of these coming up in the very, very near future, and these are, are regulations that result from these trends, right? We're moving more towards sustainability and more towards uh, meeting the, the needs of, of the population. Um, what it also means uh, is that companies like BSF and Balchem, uh, these trends are driving our investment strategies and our innovation, right? And that allows us to come up with new products uh, that meet these trends and the changes in our industry. So if I talk about some of those producer needs, right, we can bucket it into three different categories. One is about safe feed, talk about healthy animals and safe food. Okay, and clearly what we're trying to do here is to add value in these three buckets, okay? When we talk about safe feed, it's clear that when you have contaminated feed, you can bring pathogens into the farm. 
And formic acid is one of the most uh, potent organic acids out there. And by, uh, it's proven that it can uh, kill these pathogens. And it also lowers the pH of the feed. And by lowering the pH of the feed, you avoid then the recontamination of the feed. You think about the healthy, uh, healthy animals. Uh, we know that the acidification in the gut can be uh, the first line of defense towards preventing uh, pathogens, right? And it also uh, is where the protein digestion begins. And I think uh, formic acid is, uh, and our MSL product is proven to uh, function and support both of those uh, areas, okay? And then finally, if we talk about safe food, um, the, the, the formic acid in the Amazil product really is part of, or should be, and can be part of a biosecurity plan, right? And it can be, it's a new and effective solution that can uh, really satisfy the needs of our, of our tough customers. Okay, and so with this, um, what I think Ted and I have said is that we have a great partnership. We have a great product that's based on science and chemistry, right? And we have a product that meets the trends in the market and the changes in our marketplace. Uh, and I think that's a really good and a great combination and the timing is right. So with that, you know, our, our Amazil product adds value in those three buckets, safe food, healthy animals, and safe feed. And then with that, I think we'll get to the science of it. I'd like to introduce uh, Dr. Genza here, Joshua Genza. And uh, at, by way of introduction, um, he is with BASF. He is our technical services manager uh, in North America, our animal nutrition team. Um, he's been with BSF about four years, and he did his uh, degree at the University of Minnesota and followed up in Purdue. And uh, let's see, we have here his postdoc on the interactions between nutrition management and the welfare in sows and market hogs. Um, and he earned his graduate degree at Purdue University uh, in the area of amino acids and mineral nutrition. So Josh is our uh, local expert, we'll say, and he'll get into some of the details around our, our product. Josh? Thank you. Um, we can start off. So um, I'm going to be a little bit off script here because uh, I am the scientist, so I'm, I don't have the prepared notes. Uh, this is a presentation, though, based on a presentation I've been giving um, to a lot of different people in the industry today, so uh, it should be uh, pretty straightforward. Um, Amacil is our, our trade name for our formic acid-based product, and Amacil exists in, in two states in, uh, in solution. Uh, it exists as a, uh, uh, as an organic acid. It, it exists in a, an associated and an undissociated estate. And, um, and what it does there is by, um, by virtue of this, this dissociated, undissociated kind of mixture, you're able to uh, have effect on bacteria both on the extracellular environment and as well as the intracellular environment. So if we could switch to the next slide. And so this is a cartoon here. And so with the, uh, the green in the lower right, you've got the um, dissociated acid. And so what this is doing here, this is reducing the pH in the extracellular environment and doing damage to bacteria. Um, whereas the undissociated acid, represented by the orange in the upper right-hand corner, this is a nonpolar and, and can therefore be absorbed by the cell. Once it's inside the cell, it will dissociate and then do damage to the, uh, um, the molecular mechanisms inside of a cell um, and this is kind of the underpinning of why we believe that formic acid is probably um, the right organic acid for the, for the swine feed market right now. When you're, there's been a lot of talk in, in the last few years about organic acids in general and the use of, of feed uh, use of feed acidifiers um, as, a, as, um, as a tool. And um, 
one of the things that I often get asked is, is what's, what's the, how do you compare acids as far as, as measuring their benefit? And the, if you're asking chemists, the way that you do that is through the pKa, which is the, uh, the willingness of that, that acid to donate its proton, which is what is the driving force of a pH change. And um, when you look at formic acid, the formic acid of the available um, organic acids for feed acidification has the lowest pKa, which therefore makes it the strongest acid for this purpose. But in com combination with the, the strength of that acid on a molar basis is the fact that it is also um, the smallest molecular weight organic acid available. And so what that means is when you click the next, um, is that it is also very dense. And so if you're buying a kilo of this and putting it into your feed, you're going to be getting um, much more of the acid added into your feed. Um, plus it is also a stronger acid and therefore driving better benefit. Um, and then when you, you look at this uh, on, a, on a cost basis, um, formic acid has the best in class um, um, cost per, per active unit of, of, of acidification potential as, as expressed by that dollars per mole. And so uh, what you're going to see is that with formic acid you get more bang for your buck. Formic acid is also very effective at, at killing bacteria um, and it does it with less. And so what we have here are two different studies looking at the minimum inhibitory concentration. Um, so this is the concentration at which the acid starts to inhibit the growth of potential bacteria. Um, the first trial, we're looking at different things like Salmonella, Pseudomonas, E. coli, a whole range of, of, of potential bacteria that you would not want in your feed. Um, and as you can see, the, the, the green bars representing formic acid, you need less formic acid than you need than any of the other acids in order to start having that, um, that effect. And when you look at the larger, the graph on the right, it's just looking at a range of acids. Um, and as you can see, if you were to, to correlate that back to the, to the, um, the activity information from the previous slide, you would see that going along with that, that density effect, um, you get more, more, more effect per unit of, of uh, organic acid inclusion. And so formic acid is the most effective of the organic acids against bacteria. So talking about kind of the, the trends you're talking about, the, the need for safe feed, a strong biosecurity program is the first line of defense on a, on a swine operation. You're bringing feed into your farm on a very regular basis, and anything in that feed that can make your animals sick is something you want to keep out if possible. Um, and there's been a trend over the last few years to move to higher pelleting temperatures as a way to try to achieve that goal. Um, but we haven't gotten there yet. So in, in the 2002 to, 2000, or 2002 to 2006 time frame, the, the FDA and their surveillance program found that complete feed samples, about 9% of those were positive for salmonella. Um, as in a more recent time period from um, 2007 to 2009, they were still finding 6% of feed samples were positive. And, and, it's, it's, uh, and that's, there's many, many batches of feed get, go into growing a pig from, from, from weaning to market weight. And each time there's that 6% that chance, for example, in this time frame that he's going to be exposed to that salmonella or some other bacteria coming into that farm through the feed that can then lead to problems like diarrhea and scours and, and, uh, and, and other disease transmissions. And so uh, the contamination problem has yet to be solved, and we think that formic acid has a, has a, has a role to play in, in, in helping to get closer to our goal. So this is some data we did um, just this last year in the U.S. looking at feed contamination. And so we, um, we contaminated feed with known concentrations of salmonella, um, both pre-pelleting on the, the right-hand side of the screen and post-pelleting on the left-hand side of the screen, and, and looked at um, increasing doses of amicillin A as a, as a potential mitigant. 
And as we can see, as the dose increases from the solid black bar at the top to the dashed red bar at the bottom, um, there is an, an increase in the uh, more rapid decrease in salmonella levels in the feed over time. And so um, if, you are, if you're pelleting feed and you're still getting 6% of your feed coming out as salmonella positive, having this organic acid in the feed can help deal with that remaining um, potential contamination. And so Emisil offers both decontamination and protection against recontamination as that feed moves through the supply chain, um, which is another thing. You can get that feed clean and then you put it in a truck, you haul it to your barn, you put it in a bin, it goes into feeders, and at any point in that process, the acid can, uh, the, the feed can become contaminated. And we think that um, this data here shows that formic acid can be helpful against, to protect against that. Another concept that uh, I, I talk a lot about is buffering capacity. So uh, if you can click one more time. Um, what we have here are pictured on the right are, are the formulations for, for nursery diet and a finisher diet. And these are very different formulations. There's a lot of very expensive ingredients that we put into nursery feed because it's very nutritious and very available and helps that piglet get a good start. But one of the problems that is routinely seen in the industry is when you're using these, these high nutrient dense diets, you have um, a greater incidence of gastric um, problems in, in the animals um, that can lead to diarrhea and, and, and low piglet performance and, and unfortunately sometimes death. And so um, we think that part of what you're happening here is that these ingredients have an intrinsically high buffering capacity, which is the acid that the pig produces in their stomach as that first line of defense is being negated to some extent by the feed ingredients that we're feeding. And so by having um, additional acid in the feed gives that piglet a little bit extra support to have his stomach serve that gut barrier function and protect them from, uh, from those pathogens that are, or are going to be in the environment and, and consumed via feed. And I think this, this study right here kind of wraps up everything into one picture. So if you're looking at the, the, the blue bars on the, on the figure on the right in feed, we can see that there's a reduction in, um, in feed pH as the levels of MSLNA inclusion increase. There is also a, a reduction in the buffering capacity of that feed, um, which is represented by that red line. So that means that's less hydrochloric acid that pig needs to produce on his own. And at the same time, when you took that feed and we fed it to pigs, you saw that there was a, uh, a decrease in diarrhea prevalence from 45 pig days in the nursery down to five. And there was an increase in feed to gain um, as the, the formic acid increased as well. And so as you click again. Lower pH leads to less buffering, leads to reduced diarrhea prevalence, and this leads to better feed efficiency and, and ultimately animal performance and, and viability and welfare too, for that matter. And so talking about uh, tying this all together with the, the safe food here at the end is um, consumers are pushing for, for meat that is raised without antibiotics or, or other um, kind of premium label brands. And they, they, one of the things that people are very leery of now is the use of antibiotics in feed. And, um, and at least some of the consumers are willing to pay a premium for that. And we think that if you're going to be targeting this market or you're just trying to be more uh, conscious in your use of, or, of uh, antibiotics in your, in your production program, we think that um, amicillin-A is going to be a very, very um, smart tool for, uh, for helping you get there. Yep. And so then these are the takeaway points. Um, Amicil acts both on the feed and in the gut. It has a dual mode of action against bacteria, which we think is key to why it works so well. Um, it protects against recontamination unlike pelleting, and so therefore we think it's, it's actually complementary to, to pelleting, which is a, a routine practice, particularly for the nursery pig diet. Um, and it supports a lower pH in the stomach as a result of this, this reduced feed pH. 
um, which can lead to higher kill of some potential pathogens as that, as that feed is consumed, lower diarrhea prevalence in those nursery pigs, um, higher feed efficiency and performance at the end of the day, which is something we all need. Great, thanks, Josh. Um, as a way of, of uh, summary, I'd like to kind of just real quick cover the, uh, the three legs to the stool of our, our, our value proposition. If, you, if you'll pick up a brochure on your way out here, you'll see it's going to say safe feed, healthy animals, safe food. That's, our, that's the three legs of the stool. Safe feed means that we're going to acidify that feed and we're simply going to provide an environment that's not, uh, not a place where, where bacteria want to grow. So we're going to uh, reduce the number of, of pathogens in the feed and keep them down. The second one, healthy animals, same thing. We're going to keep the pH of the gut low enough um, that it reduces the amount of pathogens that want to proliferate there and therefore keeping healthy animals. Lastly, um, safe food. As Josh uh, said, uh, people are looking for uh, anti antibiotic-free um, food products, and we're providing uh, a, a consumer-responsive alternative or solution to other uh, uh, products that are currently being used out there. 